Death Watch. Okay, welcome back. So, uh, last game session had been focused on uh, Casimir and Fenrith's battles with um, elementals in separate places. And Fenrith had defeated the elementals that were blocking the river of magma and uh, released that river. And Casimir's still in a battle with a couple of air elementals. And the dwarven... Uh, great forge that are coming up the works so um that's um what's going on with you guys and then ron and graham had been um in a room with the beholder and ron had been firing at the beholder when the robe stranger appeared and did some powerful magic of some sort and uh, both of you in the resulting explosion um had lost consciousness and uh, you remain unconscious to this very day. So we'll start with um, the air elemental that is fighting against Casimir. <clears throat> and so right now, Casimir, um, it's been a pretty straightforward fight. They uh, they haven't really done much besides, you know, fly up and try to punch you. I mean, the one did do his whirlwind a little bit, but. Um, it seems to you like they're not um, as effective as they ought to be, hmm. and uh, and a little strange even that that large that huge one hasn't moved to join the battle. But um, you had trapped this one inside of a you'd you'd uh, used your uh, earth shape mm -hmm. right stone shape and trapped it in there, and you were stabbing at it through the opening that it had created, trying to punch its way out. And that's what it continues to try to do. All right. Is punch its way out. <clears throat> um, and uh, the crack's gotten pretty big, so seems like it'll soon be able to uh, get out of that prison you've made for it. So, okay. Yeah, that does it. All right. Yeah, so two two punches that, you know, shake the, the structure there, and then rock chips spray out, and uh, that, that frees the... The air elemental. Now, Fenrith, we're on to you. So this um, elemental that had been blocking, this water elemental that had been blocking the lava is gone now, killed by your uh, ring of blades. And now the lava's been released, and you were on your way to the side to climb out. Yeah, I'm going to um, continue to try and run to the edge there. Okay. All right. It was so, over towards um, the right. Yeah, that's the wh where you came down at. Yeah. So um, you can see the map. Yeah. Can I actually run on this, or do I got to double mm, move? Yeah, you're gonna have to double move. The ground's too rough to run on. I think. Let's uh, All right, take a look so at my I'll notes. Double here. move to there then. Okay. All right. Actually, you can you can run. Then that'll get you. To the bottom of the that'll get you up to against the wall there and you need, need to climb okay that's my turn okay casimir on to you so this elemental's broken free but it's your move now all right uh full attack i'm gonna minus five and uh see how we do here 
Aww. Oh, one, a one? Uh, all right, uh, that's my turn. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. All right, so yeah, you take those um, swings and it's uh, dodging out of the way. And now it's the time where, um, without, without warning, this um, huge elemental makes, uh, makes its move. And so in the blink of an eye, it's uh, right up in your face there. And uh, let's see. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it comes up to here, you know, it's sort of looking like a mini tornado, really. And then, you know, what could pass for arm like appendages just lash out towards you. Um, but uh, its attack misses. And then its uh, smaller companion there will do a full attack against you. All right. And both of its attacks are completely ineffective. And then, um, Fenrith, you're going to have to make a climb. And this uh, um, this lava had been blocked for who knows how long, but uh, it was obviously holding off considerable force because now that that elemental's gone, it, it doesn't just slowly start pouring through. It's basically an explosion, and uh, it's sweeping towards you very quickly. Now, you're not worried necessarily so much about the uh the heat of it but the force of it would certainly threaten to sweep you along in its path so um make a climb check unless you want to do something else okay um well make your choice before i tell you the result okay hmm okay yeah, so you reach that wall and you grab a hold and you're still, you know, um, pretty big. So you can reach up pretty high and you start climbing up that wall. And so you've made it with that climb check um, halfway to the ledge. All right. And that, um, I guess, would that count as one move with that climb? Or Let's would that see. be a full, the full act? Well, yeah, that's you, you climbing going at the speed that you climb at. That that's how high you make it. So do you want another one for the other another move action? No, that okay. what I'm. Uh, I was just assuming that's what you're going to do the whole time. Yeah, and so that's as high as you got. Okay, going. So that's so. me then. <clears throat> um. However, you could attempt accelerated climbing by taking a minus five penalty to your roll. I'm and I right. won't say if that would succeed or not before you make your choice. I'll just wait till next round. Okay. It's already difficult enough to climb in full plate. All right, then. Um, Casimir. All right. We're going to do the same we did last time. So minus five to the attack. I'll full attack the smaller elemental. Let's see if I get something above a five this time. Mm, nice. Both. Two hits. All right. So there's the first one and the second one. All right. Yeah. So these are um, both of these hit strikes um, hit that <coughs> elemental and um, do a serious amount of damage to it. So there's parts of its um, the core body where it's just empty space, and you can you can almost see the you know the the lightning and the and the it's trying to uh, make connection and it's not able to. It has a um, odd appearance to it, but you can. You can tell you've done a lot of damage to it. It's okay. still up for now. Yeah. Um, okay. So then um, now this huge one will 
uh, continue its attack against you. Ouch. So we've got two hits here. None of them actually do any damage. Let's see, what is that? That should That's be 21 yeah, total it, that we take off of your. It'd be, uh, it, it's 10 slash adamantine. Mm -hmm. So anything over that goes through and doesn't affect the, the stone skin. Okay, so why? Oh, you've got. So the first one was nine. That would do no damage at all. Yeah. And the second one would be two damage to you. Okay. So Is that how that works? I. Because it was 12? Yeah. Yeah. And then. So, so then it, it would do two off of your. Actual hit points. The amount that. You, okay. So we'll put that right there. Nine. So 21. Yeah, I don't think the temporary hit points are probably going to work because of how they function. Yeah. But I am keeping track of the stone skin on a separate tab. Okay, that'll work then. We'll just get rid of those. That'll make it easier. All right. So yeah, two great big solidified fists of air slam into you um, and do a little bit of damage. I mean, you can feel the impact and, you know, that's the beauty of the magic is you can feel how much it might have hurt, but it doesn't yeah. hurt much. And then this one... Uh, we'll do the same. So um, both of its attacks also hit, but I don't think, yeah, it is not able to actually damage you, but it would have been 14. Okay. Okay, Fenrith, make another climb check, please. <clears throat> All right, so you've got... Um, what is your use rope skill, Fenrith? Or never it's mind. It's one. Would uh, doing a, a cinematic escape from a lava pit be considered hero craft, do you think? <laughs> no. Oh. Gotta be careful with Brandon's cinematic. You just die. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. So you... Um, you make no progress okay with that with that with that so you can um try again for your second action oh well that didn't work nice low rolls imagine i probably fall back to the bottom on that one yeah that um that's yeah that's true that's what happens with that one so um it's just there's too much uh, there's not enough handholds, and you weigh too much, and so with that one, you fall from halfway up. So it doesn't do any damage to you, but you just basically slide back to the ground. And now the um, that river of lava is like almost to you. Uh, it's been nice. It's so you close, guys. as a matter of fact, that you're sure it will hit you before your next turn, Casimir. <clears throat> mm. All right, let's uh, see if we can put down this elemental here. Minus the old five again, and full attack on it. Okay. Well, can these things be critical? I don't think so, mm -mm. man. Um, but what we'll do is um, roll, roll the damage for your first attack. Okay. And then, because that'll kill it. Oh, okay. And then we can minus two from your next, and I'll put it on the huge, ins or I guess now, because you'd have to move. Yeah, I'm out of reach of it. There's first attack. So yeah, that kills it. You know, so just like that, um, 
it's spinning around and it's whirling and you can hear the sound of wind blowing and see the, you know, electricity in it and then just poof and it just, you know, turns into a little cloud of vapor and floats away. All right. Then I'll five foot. Okay. So you'd be here or here. And that's my turn. All right. All right. So this elemental then will take an attack against you which is a hit and would be 14. And for some reason it took it all out. So that's weird. (coughs) Yeah. It should only been four, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll take 10 off of there. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. So just this big fist slams into you and you, you can feel the impact. Um, and then at that point it, uh, just shoots straight up in the air. Mm. 60 feet Mm, I don't know if that's a good thing and then um, Fenrith this um, this this giant river of lava uh, because of the force of it uh, it finally gaining its freedom up to you is actually overflowing the edges a little bit and um, you know you, you can hear the rumble of it as it's pouring through and, and uh, melting rock. And then it slams into you. And so um, I'll let you do either uh, a reflex to see if you can hop up and grab a handhold on the wall or a strength to see if you can just withstand the force of it and not be moved. All right. So you plant your feet. Raise your shield and uh, lean forward, and then it slams into you. And uh, it feels to you as though um, you might as well have not made any effort at all because it immediately pulls you off your feet and sweeps you along in its path. And then... Back to you, Casimir. So uh, this air elemental just smacked you and then just darted in a blink of an eye about 60 feet up, and it's hovering over there looking sort of like a, you know, tornado Mm. whirling around up there. Oh, man. I think I'm going to cast a... Oh, man. (laughs) I'm going to get tornadoed. I'm going to delay till I can kind of get a sense of what it's doing, and if it looks like it's going to tornado me or lightning bolt me or something i'm going to move into the stone beneath me and hopefully negate as much of that as possible okay and so that's my turn all right now graham who um you sort of start um slowly regaining consciousness um at this point you don't have a i mean you're you're still at that point where you haven't pieced together that you even were unconscious or why you were. You're just, it's like your eyelids are fluttering a bit and lights coming in and you have no idea where from or what it's about. Um, but then, uh, some, an image flashes through your mind. It's sort of, it's, it's extremely powerful. It has a physical effect. It makes you straighten your limbs as much as possible to the point that your muscles start cramping. And uh, you're looking, um, and you can tell that you're looking through somebody else's eyes, but at the same time, it feels like your own eyes. And you're looking down at hands, your hands 
but you know they're not yours. It's kind of a confusing sensation for you, but they're they're large. They're bigger than your hands. They're um, uh, they've got a um, like an, a black coloration to them and uh, an odd texture that's not normal for an elf. Seems tougher somehow, but not in the way that an orcs or a bugbears who um, have hands that are uh, seemingly not designed for fine work these are these are the hands of an elf in the sense that they're they look almost elegant and dexterous but they do have really um thick inch long claws coming out um from all the fingers and you're getting the sensation then of utter confusion as you look at those hands and then your vision starts to uh raise rise and take in other surroundings, which are all blurry and indistinguishable from anything. There's shapes here and there, but uh, nothing that you can make out that you would recognize, except for um, on the ground, about five feet uh, ahead of whoever this person is, there's a small pool of water, and there's a reflection from that pool, and you get the briefest glimpse of a face before this... um, image disappears completely and you lose consciousness again. Um, and then who knows for how long it could be a second or a decade when, um, your eyes flutter yet, yet again. And you, you regain consciousness this time without the odd sensation and this time feeling a hundred percent in your own body, which is racked with pain and unimaginable pain seemingly across every single square inch of you. And uh, all you see right now is blackness. Um, so, yeah, what do you do? Uh, Rohan, did you save me? Are you there? I don't feel so good. Uh, I'll try to look around for, for something. All right, so, yeah, you... Uh, you realize you're laying on your back, and um, and so you start grunting, and you you call out to the blackness, and uh, an echo of your own voice answers, right? That lets you know that you're in some place where an echo occurs, but still um, you see nothing but black, like you can't even see your own hands. Right? Well, I'll run my hands over my body, uh, make sure everything's intact. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you start running your hands over your body, and you you can tell immediately that your armor is completely shredded, like in tatters, and you've got because um, you wear chainmail, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got you know a hundred jagged, broken chainmail links, like stuck in your skin, right? They, push through the, you know, the, the, what gambeson you'd wear underneath or whatever. And, and they're like embedded in your chest and your stomach, just enough to be painful, but not enough to be dangerous. Right. But so yeah, your armor's just completely shredded and you can feel that for sure. Um, feeling over like your torso. And, um, when you get down to your legs, it feels to you like you're not even wearing, like pants, you know, <laughs> trousers of any kind. 
So, and you can um, feel the wetness of blood on your legs as well. Well, I'll see if I can find my backpack and start rummaging if I find it blindly. Uh, either grab the potion I have in there or the obsidian rod. Okay. I'd say my backpack looks like the top drawer in your kitchen where you throw random items into, but it's actually got a few items in it. Well, as it turns out, you're wearing your backpack and the straps that you can feel um, on your chest, they aren't damaged. But uh, as you go to lean forward a little bit more after inspecting yourself, uh, you're stopped short uh, and you can deduce immediately that your backpack itself is stuck on something behind you. And so you're not able to, at this point, reach around and get into it. Well, I'll unhook my arms from the straps, wriggle out of it if I can. Okay. Um, yeah, that works. You can do that. Now, uh, Rohan. Yep. So you had seen this... This device, and you hit it with a mace, and then there'd been an explosion, you know, unlike anything you've ever experienced before, and then you completely lost consciousness. And so now you wake up, um, and rather than darkness, you see like a bright light, so bright that you actually can't see anything else, like piercing your eyes, and it's like the worst hangover sort of feeling that you've ever experienced. Um, so that's your first sensations as you wake up. Okay. Um, and you hear the sound of wind, really loud wind. Part of me is kind of assuming that I'm dead now. In the lands of your forefathers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'll slowly try and acclimate my vision so I can actually gain my bearings. All right. So yeah, you're like blinking, squinting your eyes, trying to limit the light that's coming into them. And you, you can hear the sound of this really loud wind. And, um, as you do that, you can sort of start to see what could be the vague blurry outlines of, you know, something, or it just could be the dark spots that dance in your eyes when, you know, you close them too tightly, but it does seem to you like you're starting to gain, some vision back at least. And that's when you notice that aside from the sound of the wind, you can feel it um, hammering into you very powerfully. And uh, with that realization comes the realization that you're falling and you're not falling in a straight line. So the wind is actually blowing you along with it as you fall. It's impossible to tell what angle you're falling at, but you definitely are falling and you're not falling uh, like a feather would fall. Okay. So that's what's going on for you right now. Now, um, uh, Casimir, this air elemental, uh, you know, it's swirling around and it, you know, it takes up a certain amount of space, but that's, you know, for game purposes, really, it, you know, it's hard to, um, limit it to one specific area at, at the size that this thing is. And, you know, there's all sorts of sections that could be part of it and might not be. And then suddenly they're moved over a bit and that's what's going on there. But then suddenly it just goes, uh, 
very still at its core. The edges are still swirling around wildly in, in all directions, and you can see lightning within it, and uh, you can even hear the sound of thunder. But its core stands perfectly still, <clears throat> and uh, then you notice that these um, smaller air elementals that were sort of in the shake, uh, shape of snakes wrapped around these golems, they're st starting to move, mm. starting to twitch a little bit. And so it actually looks like it would look if a snake was moving, how somehow no part of it can um, looks like it's moving, but the whole of it is. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it looks like now on some of these nearby golems. And uh, then um, one of them just immediately shoots off of that, that golem that it's on straight as an arrow and merges with this huge one up there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now Fenrith, you're being swept along uh, this river and at incredible speed, faster than it would move if not for the pressure that had been built up. And there's no way to tell where it ends. And so far, it's a pretty straight line that it's taking you. Um, but you're being swept along. Luckily, this riverbed was not. I mean, it always was for flowing lava, so it's been worn pretty smooth. So it's not like there, are, at this point anyway, it's not like there are large boulders that you could be slammed against. So for that part of it, you remain relatively safe, but there is no telling where it's taking you. And you can see at the limits of your vision that though there aren't boulders or, you know, stalagmites in the river bed, up ahead, there are stalactites that come down low enough that you could potentially be slammed into them. So what would you like to do? As I will give myself <coughs> over to the will of uh, Corlon Lorathian, let the lava sweep me to my place of safety. Just, just going to go with it? Yeah. Okay. Now do a... Do a caster level check. A what Just roll check? a d20. Just roll a d20 and add your level to it. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you're swept along this um, lava flow, and you're not making any attempt to escape from it, and you're just, you know, watching as it takes you along its path. You're not taking any damage from it, which... Um, you would expect, but so far you're not. Um, but you're being swept along, and then you get that flash again uh, of of that of you know that Titanic person with the chains wrapped around the world, pulling, holding holding it apart, and that uh, shadowy figure sneaking up behind it. You get a flash of that in your mind that drowns out any other sensations or thoughts. But only lasts for a split second. Was, uh, if I can, I do a that be a spot or a search. I guess try to see if there's something close by that'll gives me some indication that I can get out. Uh, well, yeah, just do a spot.
Right. So you don't see anything. Um, it looks like about a hundred feet further on, um, you enter a tunnel and beyond that you can't see. All right. All right. Casimir. All right. So we got some smaller elementals coming up on them. Mm, that seems to be it. Does it change size when that happens or, uh, not that you can tell yet at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't like it at all. Uh, I guess it's prep time. Um, I'll uh, let's see if I can get this to work right here. Nope. Uh, oh, come on. No. I'm going to use a wall of stone. I'm going to have its length so that way I can kind of shape it. Can I not move the? Oh well. Anyway, it's going to be um, like a real short wall that kind of domes up over me. Oh, okay. Uh, it's going to have uh, three inches of thickness, and it's going to have 15 hit points per inch with a hardness of eight. Okay. And so the idea would be it's just kind of giving me partial cover on the uh, left side of me. Gotcha. And above. And that'll be my turn. Let me see if I can get that. Hmm? Okay. All right. Yeah. So you do that. And um, is that, that's the general shape of it? Or that's just the side of you it's providing cover for? That'd be the side of of me that's providing cover on. um, Because it would not go that far. It's not spherical at all. Right. Be, uh, I don't know, because it's not completely round, but uh, it is kind of domed. I just don't want it to go too far over to the right. Okay. And, you know, like intra in, encompass me completely type of thing. Yeah, I got you. All right. So this air elemental, um, after you do that, you raise this wall. Um, it, it's not making any movements um, still. And uh, another one of these uh, snakes uh, from a golem shoots up and joins with it as well. This time you do think... It seems like it got a little bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other thing that that happens here, um, as soon as those snakes uh, release those stone golems, um, you, you see them move a little. Okay. A little. Um, you know, some, some rock dust falls off of them, and it, it seems like they're, you know, starting to wake up. In a sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So, Fenrith, you're being swept along this river, and um, you, you're you approaching that tunnel, but you see that it um, that your path will take you uh, into a stalactite that's coming down from the ceiling. Um, so, let's do, do a reflex save. Did you hear me, Fenrir? Oh, I see. He may not be back yet. Oh. Means he gave up his reflex save. Uh, that's no problem. I was just saying that you're approaching that tunnel where the river of lava will take you through that tunnel, but it does. you are being pushed towards a stalactite that's coming down from the ceiling, and so you'll need to make a reflex save. Okay, that's a pretty good one. So um, you just manage to push yourself, swim, 
shift your weight just enough that you uh, miss that stalactite before it, the river sweeps you into that tunnel. Um, uh, what? Sorry, it will sweep you into that tunnel on your next turn. Okay. So that's it for you. And then, um, so Graham, you had uh, started to release, you know, um, get yourself out of your backpack. And so you've managed that. Um, you're still not seeing anything but darkness. And all the sounds you make, they have an echo to them. But um, you are starting to get like uh, intermittent flashes of the, you know, the, the sort of sonar type of vision that Bloodtooth grants to you where you can, you know, see the outlines. You'll get like an intermittent flash of that before it disappears. It's like, uh, you know, like it's powering up, but just doesn't have enough power yet. Okay. Am I able to gather that I'm in the same room or anything yet? Or is it still too much or too little information from those flashes? That Well, from the flash, you're, you're absolutely positive you're not in the same room. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll keep grasping for a potion or a scroll or that rod, you know, whatever my hand falls across first okay. to alleviate the pain that I'm in. All right. So, yeah, you... Um pull yourself out of your backpack and then you turn to start getting into it and um i guess probably not the scroll now that i think of it okay looking for a potion or the wand yeah all right so you're feeling around in there you're still in incredible pain and so you're not you know you're not on your feet you're you're on your knees digging through here and so you rest your other hand to keep yourself from falling in it you feel some rubbery pliable substance underneath your hand something rubbery and sticky okay while you're digging for your potion but um i don't remember putting that in there over the not in the bag that's like one hand's digging through the bag oh the gotcha. other one's just trying to hold you up because you're so weak yeah and that hand is resting on something well I, once i realize that i'll recoil a little bit Nobody likes to have their hand in something rubbery mm-hmm. and sticky. Um, yeah, but so yeah, you do, but you are able to get a hold of the of um, a potion. Okay, I'll take the stopper out, guzzle it like a man dying of thirst. It's been a long time since I've had a potion. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you've developed a drinking problem, and you toss it over your shoulder. <laughs> Does it uh, work like it ought to? Um, it does. Like you can feel the warmth of it spreading through you and stitching some of your wounds up, you know, pushing the links of your armor out. So yeah, it does. And there, whatever, you're not experiencing any sort of magic impairing okay. effect like has happened before. And you can already actually feel your, your armor starting to stitch itself back together. So. <laughs> oh man. I can't, uh, I don't have the ability to target myself. Yeah. I'll just change it here. So I got four back from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could go for a couple more of those. <laughs> nice and cold. But um, so uh, does, can I activate the light on Bloodtooth? Um, I'll try the command word. All right. So this is the first time then since you've woke up that you, uh, think about blood tooth and then you realize as you think about blood tooth that there's some really strange going on with 
Bloodtooth in that part of your mind where he rests. Um, something odd is occurring there. It's not a comforting or familiar sensation, what you, what you feel in there. Like before, you know, it was like a set, uh, someone you'd known your whole life, you know, because it shared a head with you. So you're very familiar with it. Even when the other uh, nicer, uh, so to speak, personality was in charge, it was the same effect. It's like someone you've known forever, knows everything about you, you know, like an old hat sort of situation. This time you're not feeling that at not remotely. It's like a bag of, you know, wet cats being, you know, dashed against rocks or something. So you grab hold of blood tooth and, um, you, uh, try to activate the light and it's like, it's not that it doesn't work. It's that it chooses not to. And because you have this relationship with it where it rests in your head, then you know that it's like obstinately choosing not to just to spite you so it won't light up but that's uh that's what happens for you right now okay and then rohan um you you continue to fall being swept by the wind uh but now you're you keep blinking and squinting and and slowly your vision is returning okay and uh you notice now enough that you can see enough now to notice that those shapes that you thought you might be seeing, um, they're not terrain, they're clouds. Okay. Uh, are they above me or below me? Yes. Okay. They seem to be in all directions. All right. Um, and as you, you're being swept by the wind and you're falling, you can actually feel the wetness on your skin now as you fall through them, through the clouds, you know, I'm gonna try to get my goggles out of the pack, the ones that we normally use when we're riding a rock, mm-hmm. um, to kind of help me protect my eyes from the wind and help me actually keep my eyes all the way open. Okay, all right. So, uh, yeah, you you can um, you know take your backpack off and dig through it with no no issue. I mean, it's not a new sensation for you to be following it doesn't really actually feel like anything in general i mean you you got the wind and you can see the change between you and the clouds that lets you know that you there is some movement happening but that's about it so you're able to dig in there and get your goggles okay i'll also think that it's strange that my pack came with me when i died (laughs) yeah so it's at this point that you realize um Though your pack is in pretty good shape, the rest of your armor is just in complete tatters. Okay. I mean, some of it's hanging on literally by a thread. And um, you can see blood pouring from uh, wounds all over your your body. That's really Laceration. nothing new these days. I've been in that state for like two days now. Uh, but yeah, that was my turn. Um, just trying to get those goggles on so I can have a clearer vision. Okay. Now, um, Casimir. All right. Um, so it's at this point where, um, you've still got this elemental up there and you thought you saw that the golems started to move as if those snake-like elementals were stopping them. Um, 
and uh, and you've created this wall of stone, and then you you hear a like from your feet. I'll look down. Well, that's where you see Caleb, but only his face is sticking out of the floor, and um, he's got a terrified look on his face. But he says, um, "You've got to get those golems moving again." And then he just, you know, sinks back under the stone. He's clearly terrified. <laughs> well, he read my mind because the next thing was to charge towards the nearest golem and attack uh, one of the elementals that are um, entwining it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, the nearest one that you can actually see, um, and I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll put them on the map here. You might be able to just only have to put one. And we just refresh it if I uh, clear it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. So you see one right... Well, that ain't going to work. I mean, when you were coming down the steps and you had a better view of this whole place, you saw that there were there were golems um, at each of those large cylinders, at, at wheels at the base of each of those large cylinders. Okay. And so... With the lighting here, where you are, you can see one off to the left of you. Um, and I'll put it on the map here as soon as I find it. Okay. There you are. Oh, man. Yeah, the second he started saying that there were ads going to the bigger air elemental, my raid senses went off. <laughs> it's time to break line of sight or start killing ads. There you are. All right. So um, that's the first one that the snake darted away from. And then you can see another one just at the edge of your vision at the base of that middle um, structure there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if it's more than uh, 40 feet, I'm going to have to double move to reach them. And that would be up to 80. So I'll start going towards one where the snake still is. All right. So um, you can't see it right now. But you know there's one actually to your right okay. at that one over there, which you'd have an easier time getting to because you wouldn't have to move around the stone wall you made. So I'll put one there. So I'll just start moving that way and uh, stop when I get there to we're close to one. Because I don't think I can just charge the darkness, right? I think that's kind of a unattainable okay no that way this is being slow here but yeah right there let's see if it lets you see it so you can't but you do know there there is one like straight to the right because it was pretty um symmetrical the way they had this laid out so okay but you've got yourself going diagonal, is that what you No, mean? I had myself going straight to the right. I don't know when that changed. I got you. But when it did, my stone wall disappeared too, so I had to put that back there. I figured that you were just pointing me in the right direction. Okay. So what um, what, what speed do you go? Uh, 40 on a standard one move. Uh, so 80, or if I wanted to run, what was it, 160? So here's 40, and at that point you can clearly see. Okay. And then... Actually, 80 gets you right up to it. Nice. So, yeah, that's my turn then. All right. Um, so, um, so you get to there and you can see that elemental wrapped around it. And then this um, huge elemental just um, 
shoots down and over to you with extreme speed and uh, punches at you. So it's like hovering about 10 feet up there and just this giant fist comes down at you. Mm, but still misses. Feel the wind as its fist swings by you. Now, uh, Fenrith, <clears throat> you're swept along and you enter this tunnel. And uh, you can tell that um, based on the level of the lava and the level of the edges of the riverbed outside, that this lava is running higher than it will when it's settled, when it's not dealing with the pressure of being backed up forever. But for now, with you bobbing there on the top and it's sweeping you along, um, it's like as soon as you get into that tunnel, you're, you're buffeted against the sides and then against the top and you're being basically dragged with your head scraping against the top, you know, the helmet throwing off sparks and scraping against the rocks and your armor's pretty good. So it's not like damaging you at this point, but you can see ahead very clearly that it's a very rough, uneven ceiling with a lot of stalactites. So you've got a bumpy ride ahead of you. Um, and it's definitely going to be smashing you into some of those stalactites. And it seems to you now inside this tunnel that it's going even faster than it was before, which um, makes it even more difficult for you to control your positioning. Uh, did you say that one of the uh, abilities of this ring was to communicate or uh, command elementals, fire elementals? Well, you can um, you can go into your inventory and look at it um, at the signet ring and look at the details, and it'll tell you what the thing can do. Um, as far as controlling or commanding, it's not quite so simple. It's just that creatures from the plane of fire, in your case, um, they can't attack you or approach you within closer than five feet unless you desire to forego that protection. And then you're also able to use it to charm elementals from that plane. And then um, it's got a couple other aspects to it. Like you'll get um, bonuses to attacking and those sorts of elementals if you, if it does come down to a fight. And you can talk to them. Okay. So, um, reflex saves then? Um, those. Yeah, one, there'll be one reflex save this turn. Can I, instead of trying to avoid, can I try to grab on? and kind of hold myself there until this starts to slow a bit? Uh, you you can try that. You know that um, it will hurt for sure, but you definitely can try to do that. Eh, for right now, we'll continue to dodge, I guess, because I might change that later. All right. <clears throat> it's too so bad. you're being it's, swept through here. It's like a fast helmet. river. Keeps spinning yeah, me in right. circles and smashing my head up against these stalactites. Yeah, I mean, it's dragging your head against the the top and, you know, it's uneven. So it's spinning you in different directions and it's impossible to get your bearings. And then you slam into one of these stalactites and um, you're going to take 11 damage from that uh, particular stalactite that you bashed into. Does damage reduction still come into play there? Yeah. Um, 
So would I only take one? So one damage Unless there. Unless these are evil stalactites. Although they do seem to be. Yeah, it feels evil, but no. Um, so you slam into that one and um, and it sh- and it snaps off. And so y- you continue being swept along. But that's what's happening for you. Right, I think I um, my righteous might will end after this turn too. Yeah, it will. So um, now the two golems, well, you can't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm, but it's your turn, Casimir. All right, let's attack the... So uh, oh, let, sorry, go for it. Yeah, let me put uh, something for you to actually attack. So what this essentially is, is air elemental. Let me get you the AC at least of this particular one. So we'll put it there and put it on the combat tracker so you can actually target that one. And uh, let me, there you go. All right. Uh, there we go. Um, hmm. I think I got to declare whether or not it's a full round action or not. <coughs> yeah, I'll uh, full attack it. I'll minus five from the attack to add to my defense. All right, so... So both of those attacks are hits. Right. Um, I mean, it's not moving at this point, so it's real easy. But yeah, go ahead and do damage. There's the first one. Yeah, so that killed it t- twice over, just the first attack. So right. <laughs> Then I'll five foot to there, and I'll start trying to look around for another, uh, whatchamacallit, another golem with a snake on it. Um. Okay, yeah, so you five foot over there, and that... Uh, Arrow, that little snake just poofs and disappears. Um, and then you can see right away that golem shifts a bit as if for the entire time it had always been pushing against some force that suddenly lets go and it you know shifts just a bit, but um, that's the only movement you see from it. So. What would I need to roll? Would it be Knowledge Arcana to know what golems are or not immune to or what affects them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it would be Arcana. So I'll do that next turn. Okay. So at this point, you hear this ear-splitting roar. It's like, could be the wind, but you know it's it's not just the wind. And it's coming from that elemental there, that huge one floating above you. Um, But Graham, you've got your potion and you feel it do a little bit of its work and you can feel your armor starting to stitch itself back together slowly and uh you've got two things going on this odd um, sensation from blood tooth and then this rubbery wet substance you put your hand in so at this point the flashes of the vision is like they're lasting longer now but not long enough to reveal what this, what I put my hand in, what that might be. Yeah. So um, let's do a, you know, we'll just, we'll do a spot, do a spot check. All right. So yeah, you're looking at what your hand had fallen on. This vision's lasting, it's flickering still, but it's lasting a little bit longer each time. And then, so you're looking at it and that's, you see that it's a, it's pretty big bulbous fleshy mass and um what you had rested your hand on was a an eye about the size of your fist that's hanging from a stock that's just resting against the rest of the body oh okay um 
and you can see what looks to you like a, a mass of broken teeth also. Hmm. Casimir and Fenrith will need that for their witchcraft. Oh, right. You also notice that um, there's nothing underneath it. Like no floor? Yeah. Or suspended? There's nothing but blackness underneath that thing. And that, and with that latest flicker, you realize that um, you're on your knees at the very edge of some ground. Like at the very edge. And there's nothing but blackness down in that direction. Yeah, I'll probably spend some time reeling from vertigo. And it's like, um, right, yeah, that's exactly the, the sensation you get. And you, so there's nothing underneath that um, fleshy corpse. And also, um, uh, one part of it is pressing up against um, some, out, some overhang of rock that keeps it from floating up further so, so that's what you've seen is my backpack suspended above no it's the drop? it's it's uh, hooked on a um just some jagged piece of broken stone that's about three feet high right on the edge of the surface you're on oh come on blood tooth i need you to work turn on um do will save or just yeah, yeah we'll save. do we'll save. It's pretty good for Graham. <laughs> By my mighty lineage, I compel you to obey <laughs> my command. Um, that's what Fenrith would say. All right, so uh, you focus your will and you say that. Come on, Bloodtooth, um, I need you to turn on, and you feel this sensation of complete and utter shock, um, like it's suddenly realized that you exist and you hear um a terrified voice cry out who are you get out of my head it, get out of my head but but it does flicker to um you're like you you feel as though you've overpowered it a bit you get that sensation that you are in control a little you know um and it, and it does light up okay so the light um you know, it lights up and you can start to look around and see. And so you're on a, um, a section of stone and it's about five feet wide in total. And you're on the only place of it that has a feature, which is that broken, jagged spike, basically, that your backpack is hooked on. Right. Okay. So looking around you, there's nowhere to go left or right without falling but the ground level uh let's say is to you it looks like some there was a perfectly flat ground and then it was raked by you know massive claws maybe right so it's like strips of stone all of them very narrow and in between each is blackness for who knows how long hmm. and they're all spaced you know, at you know, five feet away, and then summer fifteen and summer one, but you know, it's it's randomly spaced. But whatever made these grooves, for lack of a better word, um, managed to do so in a very um, like the the edges that you can see down into the darkness are like perfectly 
flat and straight up on the top. There's a little more variation. They, they twist and turn a little bit, but, um, up above you then right directly above you and all to what is now, you know, what would be your left. If you're looking at your backpack is, um, more blackness, right? There's no obstructions that you can see up that way, except for, um, right to the other side where that bulbous floating beholder corpse is stuck by a a ceiling and there's an outcropping there that juts over you a couple of feet and then goes straight up. Now, how big is the beholder eye stock or like how much would it weigh? Um, Is it within reach? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of it that's within reach of you, a whole bunch of it. Hmm. And this this beholder, I mean, is a large creature, so it takes up that that amount of space. Now, the eye stock is probably um, your arm and a half long, and the eyes themselves are about as big as your fist. I'd like to address the voice in my head, if I may. Yeah. He said, what are you doing in my head? Mm-hmm. Uh, I dare say you're mistaken. You're the one who's in my head. Yeah, so you get, um, like you say that, and uh, all the noise stops suddenly. You feel that surprise again, as if it had already forgotten. And that's when you realize when all that noise stops, and then you're left with nothing but complete and utter silence in your head and in real life. That's when you realize that there had been a, a constant sound in your head that had just sort of faded to a background hum. But now that it's gone, you realize that that had been at least two voices in a constant, never-ending argument with each other. Okay. But now it's gone completely silent. And so that's um, what's going on for you right now. And then Rohan, you get your goggles on and uh, you continue to fall. And in all directions, you see nothing but uh, blue sky and clouds looking down Below, you see no ground, just clouds. Okay. Looking up, you see no sun, but it's very bright, so it's got to be up there somewhere, but you see nothing but clouds and empty space. Good news, Justin. Got out of the dungeon. (laughs) But let me make sure I had... Yeah, so you're still very wounded, still bleeding pretty profusely from a thousand lacerations and deeper wounds. You do start to notice that you're... Armor's slowly stitching itself back together as it does, but yeah, you managed to keep hold of your bow. And as a matter of fact, at, at first glance, it doesn't seem to you like anything's missing. Okay, at second glance. Well, you if you want to take your your turn to do an inventory, you can. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, might as well. Okay, um, I'm not really going to try and fight the falling since I. Don't really see any point of contact to try and reach for. Okay. So um, you start looking around, patting your pockets, checking for your keys and your wallet, um, just glancing through your bag, and you, it looks to you like everything's in place except your quiver's missing. Hmm. So that's what's going on for you. Do a spot here at the end of your turn. All right. I think I can do that. In the tower or... Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. 
So um, you see, uh, likely just because it stands out, um, it's not a cloud or empty space, but you see a speck of something as you're sweeping your gaze around and it drags your eyes back and you see um, your quiver falling seemingly at the same speed as you. It's a little further down. Okay. Maybe 50 feet lower than you and about 200 yards um, off in whatever direction you're looking. It's hard to tell. Okay. With no terrain. Yeah, I'll kind of use some of the experience I'd gotten from doing my falling tests with my rock before and try and angle myself to naturally fall towards it. Okay. Yeah, so you uh, start angling that direction, or at least trying to. Now, Casimir, this air elemental, um, now it's, um, you're getting the sense from the way it's moving that it's in a panic somehow. Um, but it's going to uh, take two more slams at you. All right. Mm. So two hits. Looks like it didn't get my, uh, whatchamacallit on those. Yeah, it's misbehaving there. So, so it'd be 12 damage you took, which would put you at 60. All so right. I'll fix that. So yeah, it um, does two slam attacks on you. Sort of uh, floats a little bit to the side. Okay, so Fenrith, we're on to your turn. And um, you're being swept down this tunnel at a high rate of speed. And you had uh, struck a stalag tight and now it's looking like another one is fast approaching so we'll need another um, reflex save and also your righteous might had worn off so now you've shrunk back to normal size a regular size fella um, being swept along here sparking off the stones and this time you uh managed to angle your shield just right to deflect off the stalactite and uh don't take any damage from it. And then you get swept along further. And now it, it looks like the tunnel narrows quite significantly up ahead um, to just about wide enough for, you know, two people maybe to, to go through side by side. And so what that creates there at the mouth of that is um, a flat, a flat wall on either side of the opening there that um, you could get stuck on. And so we'll need another reflex save in order to angle yourself properly to get through that. And uh, what it looks like to you, actually, not that you're an expert, but <clears throat> on those walls, that flat section there looks like a vein of um, pure metal of some sort. It could be crystalline even, but that's protected it from being melted away. All right, so um, so you're trying to angle yourself for that opening, and uh, you don't manage it. So you slam into that wall, and uh, so you'll take 10 damage there from slamming into that wall, but you, um, you were close to making it, and so you hit right on the corner, and that spins you and deflects you into that smaller tunnel facing backwards now um being swept along and so that's what's happening for you yeah so 
Um, Graham, what do you do? Yeah, I wanted to grab that uh, eye stock and drape it around my shoulders as Casimir's always a stern presence in my mind along with the other presence. What do I have to do with that? It's a spell component. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Good thinking, Graham. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Plus, I uh, I beg forgiveness with gifts, much like the adamantine dagger I carried to one day give to Rohan. You're far better companion than <laughs> Rohan and Fenrith by far. <laughs> <laughs> Some might even say the best companion. Plus, as proof that... Uh, we killed this thing because they're not going to believe this just like all my other stories. Uh, all right, blood tooth. I know you're being quiet or you may not be who you were, but uh, we're going to have to try to get out of here. So d- don't go turning the light off or anything like that. You don't have to say anything. In fact, if you say nothing, I'll take it as a yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, first of all, Let's deal with this eye stock. So it's attached. To the body? Yeah. Can I? So you're uh, going to have to cut it off. Yeah, I'll start severing it. Okay. So blood tooth actually looks like a dirk now, you said. Eh? Uh, yeah, it, it has changed it, it, what it looks like now. So um, it's still a slashing weapon. Right. It's just that before you had this like um, 90s edgelord um, knife collecting Mall ninja dagger. Mall ninja looking thing. Um, and now it's it's like almost... Like just base function. Basic. Although you can tell that it's still no, exceptional nice. craftsmanship. So Yeah, like it doesn't have any like real frills to it. Mm-hmm. That's the way I like it. All right. Um, yeah, so I'll get as much of, of it as I can. I mean, I know it was, it was sort of hanging over a little ways. Yeah. But I'll pull it, stretch it out. Maybe not enough to pull it off what it's hanging on. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, if I can get like the eye and a foot or two of the stock, that would do. Yeah. That's easy enough. But I mean, it is t- really tough though. So it, you know, it'll take you like an action to saw through it. Dude, okay. I'm telling you guys, eat the spell components. We have no like limit on what we can carry in our stomachs. <laughs> it's not specified by the rules. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so Graham, so you saw off the eye stock of this, um, one of the eye stocks of this beholder. And um, as you do that, the eyelid on it sort of like la- lazily rolls open. And so you're looking into this eye. Um, and, uh, it's pretty big, but you notice that it's got like a green, like a sickly green iris. Okay. And then you, you saw that off and then, um, so that'd be an actor. What else do you want to do? Um, so if I understand it, is it going to be the way you described the the terrain? I'm not sure if it would be possible to get across. So there's these parts or patches for lack of a better word that, are still intact with a bunch of precise, like, bits of destruction through it. Is that right? Yeah. So... Is it something that I'm look like I'd have to, like, balance my way across? Can I even make my way across? Yeah. Or, so, so it's where you are down here in the darkness underground. It's not 
really possible for you to tell what direction is what, but just going off the assumption that um, like it runs these um, paths run north south, right? So if you were to continue along the one you're on, at least for as much of it you can see, you wouldn't really need a balance. Okay. But if you wanted to leap to one's next, you know, leap to another one, like the one to your left, like the opposite side of the boulder, um, that wouldn't take a jump check or anything. But past that, that one definitely would. Well, I guess I'll start moving. I mean, I have an action left, so as much movement as I can, picking my way along the path of least resistance, I suppose. Okay. Um, Is there any end of this uh, sort of stuff in sight? No, not in your sight. You you don't see an, an end to it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that would be it for me. Okay. All right, Rohan. So you had spotted your um, quiver mm-hmm. down a ways and off to the side, and you wanted to angle your way there. Um, do a um, put a wisdom check in the tower for me. All right. <clears throat> okay. So um, you see that, and you're like, "Well, you know, I've done fallen before, and I you can sort of change direction and stuff." So you go to do that, and then instantly. Um, there's this odd spinning sensation and your legs are now pointed towards your quiver and you're falling that direction. Mm. It becomes the new down and you move at about 150 feet. So you're just quite suddenly next to your quiver. Okay. So, um, reflex to grab it or no, you don't need to cause it's not, it's not doing anything special. You're just suddenly pretty much right next to it, you know, within five feet. And what used to be off to your right is now down. Okay. But you still get the same sensation of the wind blowing and, um, and falling for right now anyway. Okay. So while I work through this in my head, I'll grab the quiver and reattach it to myself. Okay. So then, um, you grab that quiver and you're starting to put it on your uh, your belt or whatever, secure it to yourself. When um, suddenly you just stop moving, so you still feel the wind blowing against you, but um, everything just sort of stands still. And that's, um, I mean, you're not quite sure what to make of that yet, but that's what's going on for you. Okay. Okay. So then um, nothing happens there. Back to you, Casimir. All right, so first things first, uh, knowledge arcana check to determine what stone golems, like how their basic functions are, like what they're immune to, what affects them. Uh, There we go. All right, so um, you've got, so you're racking your brain, you're trying to think about golems, and um, you actually, as it turns out, know a good deal about them. Um, You know, they're really difficult to make, and... um, all of them are different. You can make them out of many different things. Um, you don't know how much of the possibilities are true or just made up because there's like, you've re- read little blurbs about people making them out of 
dead bodies and glass and, um, you know, the like clay and stone, that stuff makes sense to you, but there's other ones that are made out of, you know, weird things. So who knows, but, um, they're very difficult to make. And, um, so not a lot of people do or are said to have ever done so, but some of the things that's common to most of them is that, um, they have an immunity to most magical and supernatural effects. Okay. Um, there is an elemental component to animating them, right? That's true. Um, so, so the information you can gather that you can call to mind, it's hard for you to decide which is which. You either came across some reading that said that um, it was like a forceful thing against an elemental's will, or you came across something that said they actually like it and it's nice to do, or you came across an argument between hmm. you know, people arguing either of those. You don't know, but there is definitely an elemental um, element being bound to it to animate it. So in the case of stone, um, stone golems, you just, let's see with that check, you would have, mm, you know, immune to most magic. They have the ability to slow their enemies down. Um, and, uh, like some of the spells that you have at your disposal or that you at least know about, like transmute, rock to mud and stone flat stone to flesh. These are spells, you know, or, or about, you know, yeah. about, and those, those have an effect on okay. stone golems. And there was one other thing you would know about them, but I've forgotten. Okay. So with that in mind, Oh, right. Yeah. The, the mindless thing. I mean, that's just, um, they don't, they don't do any thinking. Yeah. They're commanded. Yeah. And, they just right. follow instructions to the best of their limited ability, which, you know, there are humorous stories that you came across in your okay. studies. Um, so uh, I'm going to declare my dodge against the big elemental. Okay. I'm going to move, so it's going to get an attack opportunity. I'm going to move to there. As part of that move action, I'm going to draw my wand of fireball in my off hand. Okay. Um, so now I'm wielding my trident one-handed. And uh, if I can see another golem with the uh, air elemental on it, I'll shoot a fireball its direction because to the best of my knowledge it's now immune to fireballs right or it, it's immune to fireballs to the best of my knowledge yeah to the best of your knowledge that wouldn't cause any damage to it okay so yeah you make that move that air elemental swings at you but misses okay and if i can't see another elemental i'm going to attack the large one um uh, another golem sorry with the elemental attached to it all right so will you wait you did, uh, you wanted to move. Oh, already, that's where you wanted. Yeah, to move. I already moved. All right, so um, you can see the next one, and it is. I believe technically you just need to put the air elemental that's attached to it down because that I just need to target yeah, that. That's what I'm grabbing here. Okay. I don't know why it's in a different right here. Okay. Um. <coughs> right there. Alrighty, so here comes a fireball. Its direction. Uh, okay. All right. So yeah, let's do damage. Okay. So yeah, you launch this fireball with the wand, and it explodes and washes over that golem. And um, oops, ignore that one. I was trying to count up here. All right. And uh, that's actually just enough 
That's exactly enough damage to kill that uh, elemental. Okay. And that's my turn. Let me lower this back down to one. really like that mobility. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a good feat. Hmm. All right, so you see that, once again, that little move. But um, so far in all the other ones, um, that little tiny shift is all you've seen okay. from them. Can I evaluate whether or not the uh, stone golem was damaged in any way? Was my knowledge correct? As best I can tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as far as you can tell, it didn't do anything to it at all. Um, I wonder which one, either uh, Graham or Rohan, would be like the uh, the DPS in the party that would get angry at me AOEing single targets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that... Um, I don't think I would be. I wouldn't have the awareness to notice that it happened. That means it's probably going to be Fenrith. <laughs> <laughs> healer telling. The t- well, he's the tank and the healer. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. So he's got double privilege. Double the pride, double the fall. Yeah. <laughs> that right, Graham so was our healer now. That, um, That's only according to Fenrith. <laughs> that air elemental now gets uh, another roar and it will... Um, do another full attack on you. Okay. Oh, ouch. Oh, so that's the attack roll. Yeah, so four, 14, so four. F- four damage there. So um, so you were at six, so 64. And then um, we'll do the next. And seven. So six, seven, four, seven, one. Yeah. All right, yeah, so that's what that one does. Um. And then Fenrith. So you're being swept along here. Now you're facing backwards and you can't see what's coming up. Um, so um, make another. Well, <coughs> so it's your turn. So you can, um, you'd have to use an action to get spun around. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, so you see, um, uh, you'll need another reflex save. You see another stalactite coming up. All right, so you're able to angle away from this one and sweep on by it. And now you've noticed that the your this stream is starting to move downhill a little bit, just slightly, but it's noticeable. And that's... Um, and it widened after you got through that little gap, it widened back out again. So there's a little more space, but that's what's going on for you. And then Graham. So we're back to you. So Graham, what I'll do here is I'll just give you a very um, rough representation of what things look like for you. So give me one second and I'll get this up. Um, I was supposed to have her put the negative clamp on an unpainted metal for grounding. Looks like she got lucky this time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's technically the best. Advice. Well, you don't do it on the on jumping ones. You don't do it on the the charged car. You do it on the dead car. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wasn't sure. I worked with those little battery jumpers. With 
Zotero's Volkswagen, it only has the positive terminal. Really? Yeah. Exposed, yeah. Some um, vehicles have like an actual grounding post. Yeah. Like away from the battle. Uh, battery, sorry, not the battle. But the battery in her car is actually underneath the driver's seat. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. And so it just has a terminal in the hood for the positive terminal. Just find uh, some rando's tongue ring and... <laughs> <laughs> Grounded. But what's kind of alarming is that I just looked at two how to do it correctly and they both had different instructions for the cable connections and jump starting (laughs) one said negatives first and the other one said positives first on the Mm -hmm. hookup what are you and then they both give warnings you don't want like a nitrous gas explosion and it's like (laughs) no wonder my girlfriend's terrified of this is kind of important stuff that you figure would uh be hammered out by now check for swelling the water could be frozen in your battery and jumping it could cause it to explode <laughs> i remember i used to go beat on the topaz's battery with a hammer to get it started sometimes it worked mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> my dad had many a car where you had to either screw screwdriver the ignition or go yeah. out there and hit something with a hammer so yeah messed up one of dell's uh knives <laughs> Oh, yeah, his his mall knife. Yeah, because the connections on the cables weren't working too well, so you just put some metal on the positive post there. Okay, Graham, do you see that yep, map? Sir. I do, indeed. So that's just a very rough um, well representation of the sort of thing I was pointing at that I was trying to explain. Actually, it's got nothing on it, but maybe it's still loading, but my token's not there either. It just has a big question mark. You think I should... Uh, Close it and log back in. I don't have a token on my combat tracker either. Um, like next to my name. Yeah, so yeah, you might need to log out and get back in. I like how it warns you not to smoke. I can't <laughs> count how many times I've just seen a bunch of old guys sitting around doing stuff with cars, just cigarettes Smoking hanging out the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, a bunch of... Mm. <laughs> That's like every case, you know, it could be a, a very small chance that something goes wrong. But if it happened, then it goes into the, the policy making. Yeah. It's like that whole thing where you don't ever want to step away from like pumping your gas when you're pumping it because you can build up static electrical charge mm-hmm. and cause a discharge while you're pumping gas. But like 99.999% of the time. It's fine. Yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's all, it's that one meme kid with the braces and like the plaid vest. (laughs) All that just happens to people like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, if you're determined to have a bad day, it'll happen. (laughs) I was watching a video of, uh, all right, I'm back in Brandon. Did you want to try sharing that again? Yeah. See if I'm back in the combat tracker. No. Or it wasn't me who didn't have a token. It was Rohan. What? I could hear He's got one on mine. Huh. I don't even have a map on mine. That might be why you don't have a token. Yeah, I don't have one for mine either. Okay. Um, so, Graham, I'll put you back in there. I'll put you back on the map. Probably got a special update or something. Yeah, it's the the same thing. Well, roll. Can, are you on the combat tracker? Yeah. Yeah, roll initiative. change anything no i mean i can move my 
this thing around. The problem is I don't see anything to move to. Hmm. Were those stored locally, our tokens we were using? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I see Graham's token. I didn't plan on deleting anything. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I have your tokens. I mean, it, it, you should be seeing it. There's something going wrong. I'm not sure. But you can't see the map? <laughs> no. Well. Oh, um, I do see something just not around me. Like squiggly sort of lines. Right. But my token's in like a area where I can't see anything. Is my vision working backwards? Did they train me sight backwards back in the village? I can see beyond Visualize. 60 feet, <laughs> but not near me. Oh, I see. What's up? Which map is that? Uh... I don't think we get it if it's not shared with us. Because I see his token. Oh, yeah, that's right. It should be sh- uh, shared with you at some point, right? I see okay. his token on the Underdark Manor map, but... Yeah, that's not the one. Um, Isn't that basically just farsighted? If you have like I just horrible so. vision <laughs> up close. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. But everybody else has the token. Uh, yeah, best you of my knowledge. See your own tokens. Um, I don't Travis have my map up yet, but different. I got my token in my combat tracker. Maybe I got a special update. Hey, you playing a rogue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got that new staggering strike? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess what? You don't have now. What? Your token? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would you do that? Fantasy grounds. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. He lost himself when he made the decision. Dun, dun, dun. I think I need to get these. Buy a pair of these headphones. Those other ones are just messing up my ears. Yeah, there's something weird going on anyway because... Oh, well. Here, let me... I don't even know if our version of this Fantasy Grounds stores anything locally. So, Graham, roll. Travis, roll initiative. Yeah, my initiative is like... 67 or no that's my hit point sorry but that <laughs> did update my initiative yeah okay now let me share the map again and then give you some light well so far i got the same thing as last time oh now i have even less squiggly lines do you have any squiggly lines now um i don't see any Oh, I see in sort of a quarter circle the ends of a few of them. Like, say, to the northwest of my character. That's what it looks like. Just these very faint gray lines. I saw more of these before. That almost does seem like an inverse Yeah. lighting thing or something. I see things, uh, what do they call that, photo negative? Ah. No. Uh. <laughs> The edgiest of filters. Well, they, I think there's a whole meme category like that where they got a smiling guy, <laughs> sees something, and then, then the goes, real truth, and then it's the photo negative, same picture. I gotta go look for <laughs> it. Any change? Uh, I see more squiggly lines off to the north, but uh, nothing close to me. Like I have a, a perfect circle of blackness around me. I think they use the dad from Invincible. The Invincibles for a lot of it. The Invincibles or Invincible? Because both the could probably Invincibles. Work. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't know why it's doing that, but I, I don't know why it's picking on you. And then I have a red, like, box 
I don't know. That's weird. Hey, like zoom way out. I zoomed out until there's nothing. Hello. Okay, well, we've wasted enough time on this. You'll just have to go by your best understanding of my description. Will do. Okay, we still recording? Mm-hmm. Yep. Never stop. All right, so Graham, <clears throat> you're on these things I've already described and won't describe again for as long as I live. And uh, you, you're moving off towards... You know, a direction. It's hard to say underground, but <clears throat> you're, you've slung the beholder's eye stock over your shoulder and you're taken off in that direction. And at least as far as you can see, there's not an end to it. And you're not able to see any um, walls or ceilings, anything like that. But uh, you've picked a direction and off, of, off you go. Now, the whole time, Bloodtooth, there's that argument sparked back up again and it's still um giving off light but there's like at least two voices arguing with each other in there you caused more freaking personalities <laughs> to manifest <laughs> hey will you guys quiet down for a second i'm trying to figure out where to go um do a uh, another will save even stronger than the last one watch the twist be that there really never was an ego in your dagger. <laughs> it's just Graham cracking under the stress of. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they suddenly go quiet. Uh, after you say that, it's like a, a shocked sort of a petulant silence. Mm. Mm. Do you have any desire to make soap? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what's going on for you right there, Graham. Although now you're starting, now that they've gone silent, you're starting to be able to sort of form a delineation between the two voices there. Um, and then back to you, Casimir. All right. Let me bring that back up here. All right. So I'm going to do a single attack on this elemental. I'm going to minus five for my attack to add to my defense. I already am on the map. Sorry. Okay. Uh, minus five for my attack. Am I targeting the elemental? I am now. Uh, you. Ooh. All right. That's a hit. All right. So there's damage. Okay. And then I'm going to move in a direction where I believe that more elementals or golems and elementals would be. Okay. Um, so it's going to get an attack opportunity. Let me set my current defense. It's already declared. Uh-huh. So plus 11 because of mobility. What, is north a good direction? or? Yeah, that's the other. That's the, the way to go. <coughs> All right, so I'll move to there. Okay. I forget whether it took attack opportunity last turn, right? It, it might did. not have it, the ability to. Yeah. Okay. Well, hang on. I think he has that. Oh, combat reflexes. Okay. No, that wouldn't matter. No, he can't do it. Okay. So when you get up to here... You see that the next one. Okay. But this um, pipe. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So you get up to there, you can see the next one. Awesome. So, um, yeah, it'll give chase and still try and smack you. Okay. Uh, but he's missed. That was. Uh, no, that should have been a hit. 27, right? Yeah. My. my. Oh, it's like. Do I have shield on? You do. Okay. It doesn't show up on the combat part of the 
oh, armor. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the shield. Um, yeah, so he misses you, and now uh, Fenrith, you'll need um, two more reflex save saves. All right, so as you're going along, you slam into a couple more stalactites and uh, break those off. And it spins you around. It's a little disorienting. Um, 17 and 14. And now the downward um, slant has become much more pronounced. And now you're you're at a pretty steep angle as this lava is sweeping you along. Uh, you still can't see anything of note up ahead besides more stalactites. Um, so that's what's going on for you. And then... Back to Graham. All right, Graham. So you're moving along and you've told them to be quiet and um, and they were. And then you started, you know, thinking about the different voices that are arguing there. And it becomes clear now that um, somehow, though you had made the choice to go with the silver dragon, somehow that boulder, the original blood tooth that you knew, uh, is back in, in this dagger or this weapon anyway. Somehow, and they're arguing over who who's who should be running the show there. So there's nothing but like complete hatred radiating for from both of them for the other. But something seems to have scrambled them a bit as well because both of them are completely shocked every time you interject into their argument. You know. Well, wait a second. I thought I resolved all this. Um, so that's what I'll say to them. I thought one of you is not supposed to be there anymore. Yeah. There's a sullen silence for a couple more seconds. And then, um, the beholder says, I thought you weren't supposed to be here anymore. How would that be possible? So rather than answer, um, it just starts grumbling to itself, but you also start feeling an odd sensation where, um, like sort of like a headache, sort of like the kind of headache you get in in your eyeball. You're starting to feel that, mm-hmm. but it's like a couple feet away from your head, mm. and it's an, it's an odd sensation. But mm. but it does it is a little distracting the pain there. Um, and now make another will save. Oh, nice one! That was <laughs> almost fun. Um, okay. So you start feeling another odd sensation, like um, a little bit like when you are right on the edge of falling asleep. You start to get that feeling, uh, but you and it even like impacts your walking. You know, feels like you're about to fall asleep, but you jerk out of it. But before you do, you get a whiff of sea air, the smell of salt water on a beach, but it it's there and then gone. And uh, you're left to walk along. Uh, now, at this point, you've moved far enough that you, you're looking ahead and there's nothing but darkness in all directions except for the little area you have illuminated. But you do think you see way, way ahead of you um, a point of light. I'll go towards the light. Okay. So I, is this like a tumor? It's not a tumor. <laughs> Doesn't... Don't those cause like uh, phantom smells? Here comes your psionic abilities. It's going to be like, uh, what was that Travolta one? Phenomenon? Right, yeah. 
also I have the the Brad Pitt saying the uh, sometimes you're you and you see everything from your perspective, <laughs> but other times <laughs> you're watching. <laughs> Definitely getting some Fight Club vibes. So if he starts calling himself something differently. Wouldn't a fight I am club Graham's be... complete lack of surprise. <laughs> Wouldn't a fight club be kind of tame for Graham, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like him and everyone he hangs out with, like constantly just tear people apart <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rowan, now on to you. So you've grabbed this um, quiver and set it about you, and then suddenly you stop moving. And um, you you do see off in the distance in the stretch of sky that is least obstructed for the furthest distance by clouds you you see a you know something that stands out against the background it's like a dark point on the sky and uh you're looking that direction and what was a dark point suddenly becomes a multitude like they all split out from behind one another like you know commie jets in an 80s movie or something and uh now you you're looking at a formation of something moving towards you at a very high speed so do a spot spotting right yeah just something just uh, right now you you see at least 10 of them okay i will knock an arrow and then do kind of like i had done when i tried to go to my bow or to my quiver and oh, see reverse if, the yeah see if i can change the direction i was falling or whatever mm-hmm. um so that i'm falling in their direction the direction oh. of these things coming towards you me. want to go towards them yeah okay do a wisdom check wisdom okay so um yeah so you knock an arrow and you see them coming towards you and um you, you want to, you're, you're trying to move in that direction, not fully understanding how it all works. And, you know, it doesn't, nothing happens. Okay. Um, when nothing happens, I'll try activating the fly ability on my armor to start heading towards them. Okay. So um, when you go to activate that is when you realize that um, it's already active. Okay. And and it has been. All right. It's just not working the way you expect. Okay. Um, then I guess I will just kind of try and take a defensive stance with my bow ready. Okay. All right. Um, Casimir. All right. Uh, I'm going to fireball the small air elemental. Mm, excuse me. All right. So that's, um, you know... That fireball explodes and that vaporizes and evaporates just like that. You know, you get that uh, almost imperceptible movement from the golem. All right. And then um, attack opportunity from the large air elemental. I'm going to meld into the stone at my feet. Okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. Yeah. I'll take that. Duh. All right. So it hits. Does four more damage. All right, and then you meld into the stone. Yeah, and that's the end of my turn. All right. So then uh, as you disappear into the stone, you hear a shriek of wind and lightning, and this uh, elemental shoots off 
straight up out of you know sight okay well like more than out of sight yeah i'm i can only to where you can't you can't really hear him even yeah oh yeah that's right i can hear right yeah i have a tentative connection to the ups the outside of the stone yeah okay fenrith um suddenly uh this river starts going straight down and uh the tunnel narrows and it this lava's taken up all of the space and it just pulls you underneath and along with it so you're having to hold your breath now uh, and uh for that well you got your constitution score in rounds yeah okay yeah so you you got a while um but it's sweeping you down and um you're holding your breath and it's difficult to see anything except for the bright glare but you uh look down and you can see about uh, 150 feet you imagine um there seems to be a channel that you can see through in this perfectly round um tunnel there it once again that something's stopping the flow down there straight below you and then you can see the uh, blue coloring of it and um you know looks to you as if another water elemental is stopping the flow down there and you're falling towards it and um you probably will reach it within just a few seconds so that's what's going on for you now um uh, so Rohan, uh, it's not your turn yet, but you, um, these things are moving really fast and now, now you can clearly make out what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I mean, it's not something you've ever seen before, but now you can, they're, it's like a massive, uh, bird of some sort. They are, um, they're large in size. They're really big and they have four wings, uh, that are flapping and, uh, they're headed right towards you and they don't look friendly. So you can do, yeah, you just, you have no idea what these things are, but they, you know, they seem to operate like birds and they're headed towards you. So I think this, these are one of the things that I was going to summon in that last battle. Um, but Graham, it's actually your turn. So I'll head towards that point of light as best I can. All right. So yeah, you are, you, you're heading towards that light and, um, you know, it's one of those things where with each step, you're more certain that it's actually there rather than just some trick of your eyes. But, um, but as you have that thought and you are intentionally moving that direction, you get this flash of, uh, panic from blood tooth, one of them or both. It's hard to say. And you feel an actual force trying to rest control of you from you so do a will save again do do the will save in the tower and then do a wisdom check in the tower we'll save the security cameras show the young elf fighting himself <laughs> <laughs> nice so um you feel that uh, panic from the from blood tooth one of them it's hard to say which and then a force actually trying to control you. And uh, your reaction to it is so strong and overpowering that uh, 
you get a flash of terror from the beholder within Bloodtooth, and that force dissipates, and you move along. Okay. Towards that light. Um, And so far, there's not any obstructions in your path, and uh, and the path is large enough that you don't need to worry about trying to balance or anything. Uh, Rohan. So uh, two things happen here. You see these um, coming for you. Um, You've got good vision, so they're close enough that you can see that uh, they... um, they're not coming to be friendly to you. They have a mean look about them and a dangerous look as well. And they're headed towards you. And uh, also, you look what is down to you, and you see a um, a light down there. It, it, it shouldn't be visible because it's so bright out here anyway, but it is. It's a point of light in, in that direction about, you know, say 300 feet away. It's, it's, you can't tell what it is, but it's the only thing that's different besides those, um, airborne creatures headed your way. All right. I'll see if my movement will allow me to start moving down towards that, that, uh, other space while I kind of investigate these creatures. Can I tell if they're like animals that I might be able to communicate um, with? Yeah. Kind of do an animal communication with. Um, you don't get the sense at all that they're animals. Okay. You get the sense like, um, I guess the closest thing you've encountered that remind you would be an elemental. Okay. Doesn't matter. Actually, never mind. Let's do this. Roll your, um, where are you? I've got knowledge, nature, um, my hero craft. Do, um, what is that? Yeah, do nature. Okay. It's not my best skill, but it's decent. <laughs> Ranger. Nature. Not my best skill. <laughs> well, you it's you rolled really high. Nice. So it's pretty it's good for what's decent. Um what are we twelve? Decent's plus five to plus ten. Mm. Good is plus ten to plus twenty. <laughs> Or 10 to 15, I guess. And really good would be 15 to 20. All these level ones are like... Well, that that's not ranks. That's ranks oh, plus... Oh, total? Yeah, that's total. So, like... Like, even a commoner, like a blacksmith, if he... Because, like, when we made those commoners, like, I think I started with, like, a plus 10-ish? Like, plus 9? Okay, yeah. so... Um, yeah. As for, like, what it is, you don't know. But uh, you can tell for certain, as you're looking at it, that it's not an animal in the sense that you'd be used to, because it doesn't have any feet, no talons at all. Mm. Um, so it obviously can only fly. And um, and given the laws of, you know, requirements for, for energy, the animals you're used to, even those ones that can stay aloft for a long time, eventually have to come down. Yeah. So, so that's what you can tell by looking at it. All right. And then was I able to start moving? Yeah. So do your um, wisdom check in the tower there. Wisdom. These just kind of out of game. These things are those arrow hawks, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was 
looking at summon one of those against the to distract the beholder when we were in that fight. One of the small ones, anyway. What is your um for some reason it took all your uh static effects off of your character in the combat strike. What is your electricity resistance? Um I think it's just plus ten right now. And then you've got the pluses against your favorite enemies. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then um, be back to you, Casimir. All right. So hmm, I guess I'll first cast a mirror image on myself. Let me clear my targets here and then target myself. Okay. So it goes off. Oh, dang it. Uh, I meant the effect. There we go. And then... Am I up to these days? Is it 1d4 plus 2 still? So 1d4 plus 3 mirror images spring into existence while I'm inside that rock. So I got 7. So I guess 1d8 and I'm 1 and 2. Okay. And then I'm going to try it. I don't expect it to work, but I'm going to try to move within the stone. And if it doesn't work, that's where my turn will end. Because I use an action to uh, cast the mirror image. So I can't leave the stone this round. So you're you're trying to move in it? Yeah, like a burrow or an earth glide type thing. Okay. Kind of like I did with Caleb. But I, I wasn't... Like, Casimir wasn't 100% if it was the earth elemental allowing passage or if it was something new. So he's going to try it here. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, Right. So it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So you, you try to like move and and it you're not able to. So you know it must have been something Caleb was doing. Okay. All right. So then okay, so Fenrith, you're being swept along and uh holding your breath and you, you you you're going straight down and you thought you saw, you know, that something blue down there blocking it, like another elemental. It turns out to be a trick of uh, light or reflection it's hard to say because as you reach that point it continues to be further away and then you um this odd well as you're falling straight down and then suddenly it starts to curve like um you know the handle of a cane um and you're swept along with it and buffeted against the edges as you're um forced back almost straight up for a few feet before once again moving at a, um, you know, in a sideways direction. But it's at this point then that um, you're still seeing that blue shimmer the whole time. And uh, now you've reached it uh, up ahead. You can see an odd, um, something odd at first. And then as you approach it, you realize that it's some metallic formation and uh, somehow it's protected against the, the heat. And then as this, um, as it gets closer and closer and you can see it's an opening and it's being uh, blocked by this elemental and you're fast, you're quickly approaching it. Um, and then you realize that it's a pipe, a massive pipe, big enough for, you know, four people side to side to walk through it. But um this elemental is blocking that and it slams you into, you know, the, that elemental. And so do, um, a reflex save. Hmm. Okay. So you'll do, I'll take nine damage from slamming into that. And, uh, 
that's where you are slammed against it and being continually pushed against it um, by the force of this lava stream and still holding your breath. But it is now that you're pushed right up against it. um, It is another water elemental um, and and it's stretched itself out to cover this pipe. And so it's not like attacking you, but there it is. So it'll be your turn now. All right. Well, if I can, I'll try to attack it. Yeah. So um, with the force of it pushing you, the lava pushing you against it, it's hard to get your um, your balance and bring your weapons to bear. But um, you can do a uh, strength check. All right. So for that action, like you're trying to, you know, get your sword into position, but... Um, the force pushing against you is too much, but you, you do get more than one attack, right? Apparently not this turn. Okay. So that's the situation you're in. It looks to you like if that barrier is removed, then this lava will stream only about 20 feet straight over. And then that pipe curves upward. All right. So Ron, um, what were you doing? It's trying to fly down to that source of light or at the very least the difference of light. Oh yeah, and you'd done the wisdom check for yeah. me. Okay. So um uh Graham, let's let's do your turn. I'll just rearrange this. Does that point of light draw closer or is it just yep. something imagined in my vision? No, it is drawing closer and it actually seems to be shaking or not like swaying a tiny bit. Okay. Um and now do another will save. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, blackness sort of washes in over your vision from all sides. Uh, and uh, then a bright white light flares in your eyes. And once again, you're looking through someone else's. Um, you can tell it's the same person, though you can't tell much more about them at this point. Uh, because they're not looking at themselves now. They are on a beach. Um, and, and it's not like the kind of beach you'd go to for relaxation. It's like a small stretch of sand surrounded by, or, you know, with rocks and fallen trees and driftwood everywhere. Um, but there is a path from this beach up into um, what looks like the edges of a forest or at least a wooded area. It's hard, you know, you can't tell the distance, but you're being confronted. There are four people and it's hard to make out exact features of their faces in such a way that you'd recognize them if you saw them again, but you can tell definitely that these are humans. Um, and there's there's four of them, and they're only you know they're five feet away, and one of them's um, demanding something. He's got an angry look on his face. Now they're all wearing um, just uh, you know chain chain mail s- sort of equipment, but in their hands, rather than pole arms or swords, even they have these odd um, odd weapons that are almost long enough to be a quarter staff but they're made of wood and metal, uh, but no blade anywhere. Um, and so it's hard to determine 
what, how they would be used as other than a club, but they're, uh, equipment, their armor, and their uniform looks nice enough that they ought to be able to afford good weapons. So at this point, you just don't quite understand how it would be used. And then they all of them are wearing um, red coats that, that look pretty nice. Anyways, that vision flashes over you, um, and the one looks angry, and you can tell he's demanding something. You can't make out any words but you, you can get the sense that he's angry. You also get the sense that you are angry, like confused and angry. Like uh, if this person would just stop for a second, maybe you could explain, but he won't. He keeps demanding. And uh, you feel this uh, force welling up within in your stomach. Um, and then you feel it as it's released in this black wave uh, that sweeps in all directions from you. It's hard to know what it is, but the um, the four people confronting whoever this is you're seeing through, um, they seem to become so terrified that their hair actually turns white and their skin starts to pull tightly over their bones as if they're aging and then they just slump down and die. And uh, just like that, that that vision is over and you realize that your foot is about to step down over the empty chasm. So do a reflex save. Nothing worse than stepping into a void. You got to avoid that. Avoid the void. Yeah. That's why it's in the name. Mm -hmm. All right. So you managed to catch yourself. Elements. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what happens for you. I wonder how close Fenrith is to braining us every time we call on the elements. <laughs> All right. So Rohan, do another wisdom check. Okay. Every time I'm going to do this, I first reach for my will save. Mm-hmm. All right. That did it. So it's like something clicks into, into place for you. Like the, the moment you, you finally realize how something works and... You don't know why it works, but you do understand that you have control over what is down and where, which way you move for you anyway. So you see that light and you dart towards it and you move at a ridiculous speed, like 150 feet in, you know, just a couple of seconds. So as you approach that light, uh, you, you realize as you get closer and closer that there's a person holding it, but they're like, they're, they're down is, such a way that you can't make out details of them until you're right up next to them. And that's when you notice that it's a, um, an old man with silver hair holding up a, what looks like a lantern at first, but now you see it's actually a small bird cage and lights emanating from that. And this old man has like a grandfatherly smile as you approach, but, um, is he an elf? Well, it's not possible for you to say, Okay. It's, um, but definitely not like a goblin or an orc. Certainly or... not. No, he's, he's definitely human or elf. Or, Roughly the same or size something we are. around there. Yeah. But he's old. So, yeah. you know, he's got a, a little bit of a stoop and, you know, he's sort of skinny. Okay. I mean, his eyes don't show any sign of age or weakness, but he has a friendly look, but he also, um, seems concerned. So, He's like, oh, you almost were lost here. Come with me, hurry. And uh, 
he makes some sort of movement uh, that it's it's hard for you to follow with his fingers, but then a uh, there's a slash in the air that starts widening in a circular motion until it's um, big enough for you to see through. And you're looking out onto a landscape that's much more familiar. This is the barren, rocky landscape of the you know, the outside world you guys had traveled to that had appeared to the uh, west. So you've got the mesas and buttes and boulders and the red dust, and that's what you're looking at now. He says, quickly, go through. Say, I'll say, can you open a gate to my companions instead? I'm worried about them. Um, so he's like, his eyes widen in, um, but it's not like surprise. It's like, um, almost an exasperation and his tone changes and he's like, get through. And, um, he grabs you and pulls you through. I was about to say, you're about to get a, like a pipe ember put out on your forehead. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's the thing. Like, um, like so quick, he snatches a hold of you and, pushes you through that portal it um you you couldn't have even reacted if you'd wanted to and it's also surprising how strong he is because you might as well have been a child but he tosses you through that portal and uh as you go through that and you sort of spin so you're looking back through it you can see him smiling and waving just as these uh these creatures that were approaching you they have started firing bolts of electricity at you from their tails. And uh, it's sort of a a neat image to watch if it wasn't all headed towards you. Because there's like 30 of them you can see. Yeah. But the uh, portal um, slides closed before any of them find their way through towards you. Okay. And now um, where that portal was is just empty sky with clouds like you had been seeing but now you know when you turn around you'll see the familiar world that you came from okay um so that's what's happening for you and then casimir your turn all right action to get out of the stone okay and then is north still a good direction to head no probably not because when you had been coming down and you had a better view, you saw there was like three on each side. Okay. You've gotten all the three on this side. So then I will run or move that direction. And that will be my turn. Okay. So yeah, you make it to here. All right. And uh, right when you get there, Caleb's head pops out. He's looking at you and he's just terrified. He would be sweating if he was capable. But he's like, you must hurry. Uh, your friend's life depends on it, and then he disappears without waiting for you to ask him questions. Okay. Now, Fenrith, so you'll, um, you still got plenty of breath. You're not, it's not panic time yet, but um, let me get something on here for you to target, actually. DPS check. That's what we're in right now. <laughs> Except you got some weird game mechanic going on. <laughs> Justin apparently accidentally returned home. A two-houred. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> All right, you guys set your home points at the beginning of the dungeon, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm in like a dream sequence where you walk from... They found him in a bunch of games, but you like... There's just a path to 
another part of the sequence. And you got a bunch of like images or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so you should be able to target on the combat tracker, John. Yeah. Okay. You want strength again? Um, yeah. There, there it goes. So you'll be able to make an attack then. All right. So go ahead and roll damage. All right, so you managed to get your feet set and you've stabilized with the pressure being exerted against you, so you've got your stance set just properly. And you can't obviously do any sort of slashing, but you can do some down, you know, some stabs. And um, you you do that and uh, you can tell that you definitely did some damage to it. So do I need to continue strength checks before? No, not this, not this time. Just uh, for now, just go ahead and that'll do. So just roll damage, not not critical, because it can't be critical. How do I make it not? Well, just 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 roll it, and I'll fix it. So would have been so sixteen damage. Is the mm. four from the one d eight, the five from the d six, and then my plus seven to strength or uh, for wielding yeah two handed. Mm-hmm. So it would actually take a little bit more. So, Jim. All right. Now, uh, Graham, now you've gotten to the point where um, you can see a familiar sight up ahead. There's an old man holding up a what looks to be a lantern, but you know it's a birdcage. And he's waving you on. He's got a smile on his face. Is that Orth? Um, yeah, I think that's the name he gave you. Or Orith? Yeah. Orith. I holler at him. I'm trying to make my way to him. Okay. So yeah, um he smiles and uh you start heading to him and then you, you get to him and he uh he's like, Oh, you were almost lost down here. Um but I see that uh you still have some battles up ahead. So he makes some motion and then you know, like I described for Rowan, there's this this portal appears and he uh, waves you forward. So when you look out that portal, um, you're not like, it's obviously a portal to some place, but you can't tell where Um, it looks to you like you'd be stepping out onto uh, maybe water or a cloud. Like you can't see ground, but, uh, or, or, or you could be going into a really misty area or foggy. But he's waving you forward. What kind of battles? Um, he's like, there's no time. You must hurry. Your friend's lives depend on it. Oh, these damn adventurers asking questions. <laughs> get through the damn portal. Okay, I'll leap through the portal. You and Casimir would get along great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you leap through that portal. And uh, it's it's weird for you because you move in a lateral direction, and then suddenly you're falling. So you can glance behind you and see that portal's uh, zip closed uh, with the old man waving at you kindly. <laughs> but uh, now you're you're falling, and so you're like surrounded by a white cloud for like a second, and then you come out of it and you look, and you're up really high. But down below you is the rocky, barren landscape strewn with boulders and canyons and craggy, you know, 
rock faces. It's the one from when we first got here. Yeah. That's what you get for asking questions. And as a matter of fact, you can also oh, see. Gotta start all over. You can see off in the very distant east, you can see the the cliffs there that, that de- were the demarcation between the lands you've always known and this new one. But so, yeah, you're falling. And um, Rohan, uh, you're falling as well. That um, you can feel the um, the fly power of your armor activated, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to be working properly. And uh, when you look down now that you've had a moment to get acclimated to where you are, you can see that all of the defined features of the terrain are a little bit blurry, and it's. Uh, it's hard for you to imagine what's causing that because your eyes aren't watery and you have your goggles on. So it looks to you almost like somebody cast a displacement or blur on the world. And so that's what you notice as you're falling. Casimir's been messing with something. I ain't been doing <laughs> All right. And then Casimir. All right. I'm going to move 40 feet to the west. Yeah. So once you reach this point, that's where you see that elemental once again all right and um can i see uh any of like the edges of the pillars that direction uh one of them straight ahead all right um, let me put it there we're gonna try to risk it so i'm going to shoot a fireball that direction hmm. i'll wait until i can see the edge of it today uh soon all right go for it let me well where did it go no there we are yeah so you can see this one out here and actually you can see the one down there too okay um that would be right here Mm. yeah so go ahead you should be able to target that one at least yeah all right so i'm going to put this basically at the front of the pillar Okay. Oh, yeah, there's 20. And hope that I hit whatever's on the... Uh, there, is that a just a pillar? Is that uh, something I can target? Yeah, it's just a, it's just one of those large cylinder All devices. Right. Um, so I'm just going to roll damage, and uh, the reflex save is 17, I believe. Okay. Does it show on this? It should. Yeah, uh, go ahead and roll damage and all. Oh, that's low. So yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's my turn. All right. So that um that destroys that one. So that one disappears. Um okay, so then um yeah, it's um then we move on to Fenrith, but we're gonna have to stop there. Okay. It's getting too late, unfortunately. Oh well, thank you. So yeah, I'll pick it up there on Fenrith's turn. Thanks yeah. for game master. Yeah, man. you bet. Let's see you guys next week. Uh This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.